The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. We've got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. (laughs) This is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own, Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome to Top of the Rope, ladies and gentlemen. I, I have a big show today. I have a lot going on. At a certain point, I'm going to take your live calls. I have two guests. I'm about to bring one on in a second. But I got to let you know because we're going to talk about the G1 Climax over in Japan. I have a rating system for the G1. I go on a scale of 1 to 10. I want to let you know how it works sort of quick book style here, all right? 7 out of 10 is a good match. 8 out of 10 is a very good match. 9 out of 10 is a great match. 10 out of 10 has never been achieved. 6 is average. 5 is everything it was supposed to be, but nothing wowed me. 4 to 1 is you need work. And 0 is please quit the business now. All right? You're going to hear that as we go on. Well, I'm going to bring on guest number 1. R.J. Krasinski, there are two Polacks on the air at the same time. Be careful, everybody. <laughs> What's going on, man? Yeah, that's a dangerous combination. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited at what we'll get into here, but I'll start with the G1 as we are currently quite a few nights into it. Everybody's uh, basically even for this as I have all the nights written out somewhere here. And yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're 10 nights in. Everybody's had five matches apiece. Now, I put up on the tweet to advertise this show the surprises and the disappointments of the G1 and somebody said I didn't know there have been any disappointments here's what I meant by that is there somebody who in the standings is not doing what I expected them to do that's what I meant so I'll throw that one to you first is there anyone in the G1 standings that you thought would either be much better or you thought would at least sort of have a, you know, a little more oomph to their name at this point? Well, you know, and I think from my understanding, and I remember the gentleman that uh, uh, made that comment, is uh, this tournament, for all intents and purposes, is all about Kenta and all about John Moxley, bar none. And, and, and rightfully so, you know, they're going with what's working right now, but as far as the quote-unquote biggest failures, as far as the standings go, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you two names right now. Amongst, I got a list of probably a dozen that are their point system is down. Uh, one being Jeff Cobb. Okay. Another being Jay White. Uh, a former Jay White being a former uh, New Japan heavyweight champion. Uh, Jeff Cobb basically being billed as unstoppable. And, you know, he's running the Ishii a couple times and it's kind of come head to head, pun intended. Yeah, no, and I, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you those guys. I'll, I, Jay White is a little bit of a surprise to me as a former champ. Mm-hmm. And he got that massive push when Gato left Okada for him and kind of thought something might come of it. And now Jeff Cobb, I hear where you're coming from, because, yes, he was booked as unstoppable. Yeah, he's a former Olympian. I mean, if you haven't watched him wrestle, go watch him wrestle. He really is a, a marvel of athleticism. It's nuts what that guy can do, especially at his, at his size. But because he's not a signed-for-New-Japan guy, he wasn't mm-hmm. personally on that high of a list of failures to me. My biggest one was Sonata. I thought mm-hmm. if there was any year that he would break out in the G1, it would be this year, and he's 1-4. in four. I don't... I mean, I know he yeah. he's in a rough block as far as talent goes, but I expected him to have more than just a win over Zack Saber Jr. and that's it. I I, I don't know. I I thought they would push wow. him a little bigger. He kind of he seems like one of those the future of the business types, but mm-hmm. maybe they don't see him as that. I don't 
I don't know. He he was a big surprise to me. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on my list too. And all the guys that we've talked about thus far, they only have four points after ten nights. Uh, another guy that you can put along the same lines as Sonata is Na- uh, Naito. Yeah. Um, and, you know, is it part they're in the wrong block that they got to face the likes of Okada and Moxley and Kenta and, you know, all those guys? Maybe, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got to think, well, they got they got the plan for the whole tournament. Okay, maybe it's, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, but... You know, I was I was watching something or reading something the other day with a fellow content creator uh, as me uh, saying that they're calling that you know Okada's going to win it, hmm. you know, and then he's going to go challenge uh, 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 Kenny Omega, and I'm hmm. like, hmm, that's interesting. It's highly highly unlikely, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I I think I kind of expected things to be a little bit more wide open, considering how last year's G one because of contract obligations and how it was all but set in stone that Kenny was going to leave. They kind of had to use the G one strictly for a storyline type purpose, and now they don't have to do that. <laughs> so I, I thought it would be a lot more open, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I but then there are some matches that just kind of. I, I would like to put a bad spin on them, but I can't. Like, you mentioned Naito. His little match he had with Yano, even though Yano went over on him, that was just, like, that's just two veteran guys do you know, just working it to the best that they can. They just had fun with that. They're like, hey, you guys got four minutes. Go go make it funny. Okay. And they did. And I can't I can't really fault them for, for, for things like that. But, yeah, I, I, I do, I will, the biggest agreement I have with you is Jay White. I really did think he would do better. I don't want mm-hmm. it. I don't want him to. I'm not a fan of his at all. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I thought he would. So I just see right now there are two undefeateds, and it's Okada and John Moxley. So I I mean I don't know if that's we still got tournament to go. I don't know if that means anything. I mean we we have a pretty good lineup tomorrow. If you're crazy like me and wake up at five thirty in the morning for it. We have uh, Okada is going to face Lance Archer. Tanahashi has Evil, Ibushi, and Bad Luck Fale. Osprey and Saber Jr. and Kenta takes on Sonata as the A block rolls down. So it's uh, it's been a fun tournament. I've really haven't seen any matches that make me go, man, that was terrible. So that's mm-hmm. good. I mean, they they're they're living up to their reputation definitely. So I think it's just there's a lot of settle in time considering how last year's. You know, everybody had eyes on certain outcomes, and this mm-hmm. year there really aren't that many outcomes to have eyes on. You kind of got to have a little bit more of an open mind. So, but what you oh, said yeah. about Okada going after Omega, yeah, that. I mean, if it happens, it happens. I agree with you. It's very unlikely. I don't see yeah. it happening. But that that would certainly be an interesting angle to take. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's how that's how that one would that's how that one would 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 pan out. So. Got any anything else in the G one before we switch over to AEW? Well, you know, we we said the biggest surprises. You know, I have one, and it's a guy that uh, that we mentioned that is on the A block that on the card tomorrow morning. Well, morning here um, is Lance Archer. He has. It's not surprising to me because I followed him and I know he had it in him. Is he's been turning a lot of heads with his. He's not winning by any means, but he's putting on a heck of a show. He's putting on great matches with great talent. And, you know, it's his first appearance in the G1 in five years. You know, he's always a tag team with uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Davey Boy's over here in the States, and he's still over in Japan. But I always knew he had it in him. I'm just surprised that, you know... He, Everybody else is surprised that he, you know, that he's doing so well. Well, he he's the, the way I refer to Lance Archer is he needed a little bit of crazy because when mm-hmm. he was in WWE, he was this big, impressive specimen that could do things that guys his size weren't supposed to do. The problem was he was just a guy in tights 
And he needed to become more than just a guy in tights. And now that's what he is, you know, staring into a commentator's eyes, screaming, everybody dies. You know, that's that's a switch up. Uh, and he's found the right market to be in, the right promotion. The EBD claw works very well in Japan with the aura of how they how it works over there. Not that it couldn't work elsewhere. I think it definitely could. But yeah, he's, he's certainly turning heads now, and it's well-deserved. But... That's I always put that in the back of my mind with guys like that who WWE lets go after they have a little bit of a run that doesn't go anywhere. And the reason why is there are very few exceptions to this rule. But there are exceptions. But I think 98% of the time, if you get hired by WWE, you're probably a really good technical wrestler in some form. You, you probably are. They don't hire scrubs there really ever. It's very rare that that happens. And with him, he was not a scrub by any means. He just didn't really have a gimmick. He was just a giant guy named Lance. And now he has a gimmick for himself. So, yeah, I, I hear you. I think it's yeah, it's not, not a terrible surprise to me. I think the surprise to me isn't that he's good or that he's over. It's where he went. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. I wouldn't have pegged Japan. I might have pegged another promotion in the States or something, but I, or maybe in the UK with progress or something like that, but I wouldn't have pegged him for Japan, but that's where he wound up. So the biggest piece of news that came out this week in our world that flooded everybody's podcasts and Twitter feeds and everything is it has officially announced the start date of AEW's TV time on TNT, October 2nd. In Washington, D.C., at Capital One Arena, is their first show on TNT. Given that's right down the road for me, I might have to be there. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I'm just curious. I, ha- I have to ask your opinion on this here. Mm-hmm. Other than just another night of wrestling, which we're all looking forward to, the fans really don't lose in any way for this. But as far as the companies go and what we might see and how they might book themselves, do you think there's any sort of big time changes we might see when AEW jumps on the the weekly TV routine for everybody? Uh, honestly, I want to say that there's going to be changes, but if they do it the smart way, I would because you're going to get a lot of people tuning in that night regardless. So what? How I would do it is. You know, book it like you normally would. You know, book it like you've done all in or double or nothing or any of these shows that you've already done because you're already going to have the viewers there. Mm-hmm. Later on, after a couple of weeks, you know, hint, hint, CM Punk, you know, you get these big names to come in, do one-offs, do a couple of shots here and there. But I don't really think that they need, you know, to do anything different right off the bat. You know, mm-hmm. keep, you know, keep, that even line going, you know, you don't want to, you know, get the earthquake going too quickly and, you know, jump up and down. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's a long, long process if and or when they get even close to competition with WWE. And that's a very, very big if. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, because of this, there are rumors that the TV deal either already has been, the one that WWE signed with Fox, either it's already in the deal or they might alter the deal to put uh, NXT on FS1 or something to run up against it. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. I, you know... Ask RJ, ask me. If you see us in the street, rumors are what we do. We don't know. (laughs) We just kind of have to go with it and see if it's going to happen. But for me, I I agree with you. I think I'm just going to kind of piggyback on what you said. They can go on the people will tune in and people will like it, whether they're regular fans or not, hardcore fans or regular, whatever, because it's all going to be things you haven't seen before. They need to just go on the new for the sake of new ride as long as they possibly can. Now, the problem with that is there are times where original does not mean good. And I think because there are a lot of Twitter accounts, fans, podcasts who are just so overwhelmingly ready for AEW and they just think, I mean, there are some that already think they're one of the best things going and they haven't started their TV deal yet. No, they've had they've had. As far as I'm concerned, they had one great show, one good show, and one mediocre show. 
so far. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to regular TV, first of all, the rules are going to change. Your super heels who can kind of say whatever they want can't say whatever they want at 8 p.m. on Wednesday on network television anymore. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be little changes like that. But just don't stick to the original equals good formula. I mean, it'll be there for a while. That's why I agree with you. For a while, that'll be there. Hey, we've never seen this before. This is going to be good. And I think they need to roll with that. But, you know, as far as matchups and storylines and angles, there's only so many bullets you can fire, really. And I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Don't don't burn it out too fast. And they've been a much more reactionary of a company than I thought they would be. I thought they would be a little more patient, but they've been a lot more reactionary than I thought. And I hope that doesn't shoot them in the foot. I hope mm-hmm. it doesn't. I hope that, you know, Raw doesn't pull something crazy and then they think, well, we got to abandon Wednesday's plan and do something else so we can be better than them. I don't necessarily think they have to do that because if they pull something crazy, and that this is kind of along the lines of what you just said, if AEW pulls something crazy, that doesn't mean that WWE is going to pull something crazy. They're just going to run their show like always. Okay, you guys can do whatever you want. We're, we're fine. Don't worry. So I agree with you. Kind of Kind of keep it even, but... I think there are moments where they've pulled the curtain back too far on themselves. And what I mean by that is they want to be very open and transparent with how their company works. But then at the same time, they kind of want to start a bunch of storylines as if none of them have ever wrestled each other before. And I think for the hardcore fan base, that might be a little tough to get over. For, for, the, for the regular fan, no, no issue. But for guys like you and me, we're going to sit there and go, so you're going to run this feud? You guys realize we know all the behind the scenes stuff, right? Like it's not this is not going to seem natural to us. So I don't know, especially with the new wave of things you see on social media with wrestlers, you know, I I don't really have to I'm not going to say who it is, but everybody's going to know who I'm talking about and I'm just pointing and I'm just pointing out what they said. I'm just pointing out what they said that they don't want to live the gimmick anymore. And I respect that. I understand that. You have a personal life and you have a professional life. I understand that. But when this is what you do, there has to be a certain level of don't reveal the secrets too much. So that's leading up to this question to you. Has AEW revealed too much about themselves so far? Should they be more in the dark about their buildup? Well, I think they have just a little bit too much, but not enough to really shoot themselves in the foot just yet. You know, I, I consider AEW, I compare it to the movie Wizard of Oz. You know, when you go, you got to go see the wizard. The wizard is, you know, the Bucks and Cody, you know, and all the, you know, the name wrestlers are all, you know, Scarecrow and, you know, all the characters. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have, you can't, jerk the curtain back too quick and reveal too much because you know you have the quote-unquote smart fans out there that supposedly know everything they know the backstories they know the you know who's wrestled who in you know pwg or ring of honor or whatever uh so i think they did a little too much but you know it's still not you know it's still not enough they still can put a band-aid on it now and kind of nurse it back to health and you know get back there but uh it's it, i just hope they don't do it too much that's my thing yeah all right man well how about uh right before i let you go uh, i i know that you have a, a show of your own G- give everybody uh give everybody a, a plug for your show before i let you out of here well i appreciate it yeah uh yeah i do an interview podcast called ringside rant uh across all the major podcasting platforms everybody that's listening sure knows all those platforms um i basically i just interview uh, whether they be local independent wrestlers here in the uh, New York area or across the area. Um, I got a couple of gentlemen scheduled from Evolve uh, to uh, come on my show uh, and record. You know, I've done a few uh, podcasts with uh, some of the uh, low-key big hawks from Tony Schiavone's Patreon page. So we're looking to make a big splash with that and, you know, kind of talk shop. Uh, but yeah, you can find, uh, you can find us on the, uh, old Twitter gimmick at underscore ringside rant and on Facebook at, uh, facebook.com slash ringside rant. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. I'd love to have you on again. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. I'd love to come on again. Yep. Yep. Take it easy.
RJ Krasinski, ladies and gentlemen, of Ringside Rant. Yeah, I, I agree with him. Don't pull the curtain back too far. Not 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 immediately. And and I think he, they have done damage. I agree with it's not enough. It's not irreparable, but it's been done. It's been done. So I'm still going to use the phones next segment, but it's going to be to talk to you. So give me a shout, 410-481-1300. That's 410-481-1300. You can talk AEW. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about the WWE women's division with somebody from those wrestling girls. I'm not going to tease it anymore. I've already said too much. But call in whatever. Do you like the storylines nowadays? Call in, but the G1. Is your pick still in it? Mine isn't. I'm curious to know. 410-481-1300. Check out Pro-Am Belts at ProAmBelts.com. Use the promo code TBT15OFF for 15% off your own custom belt. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Heading towards Annapolis on 97, traffic is backed up right below Millersville. Also backed up heading west on 100 over 295. A lot of brake lights on the inner loop from Arbutus all the way to Woodlawn, seeing red moving north in the Fort McHenry Tunnel and above Baltimore on the inner loop, a disabled vehicle at the Harrisburg Expressway, causing traffic stretching over the Providence Road. With your traffic, I'm Nathan Scott on CBS Sports Radio 1300. From our lifts and light towers, to our trucks and trailers, to our skid steers and excavators, Alban Rents has the equipment you need to get the job done. With nine convenient rental locations and more on the way, a full fleet of cat and non-cat equipment, and daily, weekly, or monthly rental options, we're equipped to help you with any job. Get started with Rents Reloaded at albanrents.com. That's albanrents.com. Rents Reloaded. More than just dirt. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. DAV helps veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. So veterans can reach victories, great and small. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. My victory is just enjoying each day. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome back to Top of the Rope. Thanks again to RJ Krasinski, another fellow Polish guy who likes wrestling. Good guest to have. Listen to his interview show. It's called Ringside Rant. Find him on Twitter and all the social media stuff that I hate, but I do for my job. All right. I have opened the phone lines to whoever wishes to take part. And I will start with a regular guest. Reverend Keith. Keith, what's happening, man? Hey, Gil. How are you, man? Well, I'm good. What do you got for me this week? Good. Listen, um, I thought Smackville was a very good show. It was, you know. I have to be honest. I haven't seen it yet. I have oh, to be honest. Okay. I haven't seen. No, no, you, you can ruin it all you want. I'm going to watch it anyway. So I'm assuming everybody listening has watched it. So ruin it all you want. I'm going to. I'm still going to watch it, even though I know what happens. That's fine. I just didn't. No, I had so much other stuff to catch up on and everything. I did not see it as it went. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a very good main event. I don't want to spoil it for you. Just go back and watch it. I think you'll like it. I also think that this new uh, design of and model for the network. Um, you know, you have to log out, log back in. It, it looks pretty good. I like what WWE has done. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've seen it. I honestly, I'm I'll be this guy. I'm kind of indifferent. I mean, honestly, if it works, it works. Sure, it's a little more streamlined, but you know, uh, it, it it's all good to me. I mean, you're always going to have people who treat it like the updates on their phones where it doesn't matter what the update is they're not going to like it <laughs> so right, right yeah but i yeah no I, I i hear i hear what you're what you're getting at though man 
Yeah, and I'll make it short and sweet. You know, on the heels of last week, you see Charlotte is going to be right back in prime time. I told you it wouldn't take much. If I read the list now, she would probably be fourth or fifth. (laughs) Trust me, it doesn't take much for her. She had a match and a promo back in. It doesn't, that's fine. So the rumor is she'll be working Trish. Which yeah. will be an excellent match. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm. I'm curious. I mean, I, I know Trish will show up in shape. I know that Trish yeah. is always that kind of. She's always been that kind of performer, and I'm yeah. sure they'll do very well for themselves. My question is, which style are we going to see? Are we going to see twelve to fifteen minutes where it's a little bit of a slow burn, and Charlotte carries the weight, but Trish has her moments, or are we going to see six to eight minutes? But it's just, it's just everything to the wall, a hundred percent. Never slow down. Uh, that that's all I'm curious about. Either way, I think they're going to do very well for themselves. I'm just curious right. which one it's going to be. Right about the work rate. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm going with the former. I think that it'll be about 12 minutes, and, and you know, uh, Trish will get her spot. Yeah. And it'll be mainly Charlotte, you know, and Trish working from underneath. You know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. No. Here, here let, let me let me ask you one more follow up to this. Is Trish a big enough Hall of Fame former star that even though this is a one-off, it might not be as damaging as we think if for some reason Trish went over? Because to me, I, I try, yeah, I, I, I'm, I've been trying to convince myself that because it's not going to be clean if Trish happens to go over. There's no way it would be totally clean and do no harm at all. There's no way that's the case. I'm just thinking, is she a big enough star that if they put on that good of a match and Trish happens to go over, is Charlotte untouchable enough where that really won't hit her too hard? I've been trying to convince myself of that. Oh, you do think so? Yeah, Charlotte is untouchable. I mean, like you just said, and I think that should... Trish steal a victory, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hurt Charlotte because Charlotte is literally in, in what four years' time done it all. I mean, you yeah. know what? She won the title like nine or ten times already. <laughs> yes, yes, she has. I, 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 I agree. I think, um, yeah, I, I think she could hang on. I think she, she's one of the most untouchable in WWE right now. Is Charlotte? True. She's not number one, not at all. Number one to me is undoubtedly Samoa Joe. He is completely untouchable. Absolutely 100%. It doesn't matter how many times he takes an L, I want to see him in a title match again. It doesn't matter. He's that good. Right. And on the heels of that, it's almost a semi-spoiler. You go back and watch Smackville because that (laughs) confirms what you just said. If you watch Smackville, it'll confirm your point about Joe. You're right. Joe brings out the best in each and every opponent whom he wrestles, it doesn't matter how much smack he talks, he's going to deliver, and he will take the loss, but he will always bring out the best in the baby face. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a good one. I'm going to let Wes take over, and I do accept the challenge from last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Keith. Take it easy. So, I, I don't even need any fluff in between now. Wes... It is on. It is See, official. First Keith, of all, Keith is accepted. I, I don't need him just to assume that I'm on hold right after him. <laughs> I, I don't know if I like that right now. <laughs> He's getting a little bit too comfortable. <laughs> oh, man. What do you got for me this week, man? So, I mean, going into what you guys were just saying, that the whole Legends thing, like, I think Trish should, if she's going to um, fight Charlotte. I think that she should go over because it's not going to hurt Charlotte by any way. People are going to forget about it, you know, in a couple months or in a year. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I don't want to see Trish. Like I saw her, and I don't want to see her anymore. Okay. And that go that kind of goes for a lot of these like legends. Like we remember them in their prime. Yes. But they're not in their prime. They're in their past, and you know they kind of lost a step or two, and it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like. What are you giving me here? You, you, you give me like a very watered down version of that person. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I think um, I, I also understand the 
somewhat negative outlook coming from a lot of social media that they gave Charlotte Flair Trish Stratus as opposed to using a talent that's on the roster that hasn't right. gotten the time. Now, and I, now, so I put that to the test for myself. I said, well, then how would they do that with somebody who's on the roster? Because there's really nobody I could think of that's over <laughs> enough that could do that. So my first thought was, if you imagine if Charlotte put herself in a gauntlet against oh. five women who are on the roster, and even if Charlotte went from bell to bell and won the whole thing, and you know she will, you just give her eight minutes with everybody, and everybody gets to show out and look their best with one of the best in the ring right now, and everybody would get a nice push out of it. Because I, you and I know, Keith knows, RJ knows, a lot of people who listen know, that is a push. You can get you know, pushed and lose. People I, don't know that. I think there are two people that could beat Charlotte, and people would go crazy. Okay. One would be Bianca Belair, kind of like a yeah. Shelton Benjamin HBK thing you know, a couple years ago. Yeah, no, that, that would be a good pick. Yeah, I, I have and no the, issue with that. The second would be the champ. I mean, I don't really need to say her name, say her name but Miss Shayna, she could come well, in and, you know, well, put work in. Well, if you had to pick one guy, you'll never hear an argument from. <laughs> about that it's me i mean that's she's the answer to everything as far as i'm concerned but i I don't i mean yeah i think either of those could work i think the nxt call up would have been an interesting pick uh now now having said that in our in putting our fantasy booker hats on wouldn't it be something if trish came out and then just got attacked from behind by Shayna baszler and then Shayna walked down that would be a cool way to do it i can see that well, you, let, let me, Mark, yes, that would, that would be very good. Shayna should be up by Summer Slam. She should mm-hmm. definitely put in that work. If you wanted to include Trish in something, she could team up with old Lita. I mean, I like Lita. And have him go after painted uh, Billy. Yeah. No, I, I I think that would be a good call, especially like the, the titles have lost all, not, I mean, if not mo- most, if not all of their steam, so to speak. They're, they're I mean, just not. I, I like them. Yeah. And they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they're not as polished as I guess some other people are but they're funny and they do everything just to win the match win and lose but they yeah. keep the belt yeah but it's so, not it, it's not I, I agree with you. you you can't keep them off TV and then out of nowhere spring them on an entranceless title match against right. Asuka and Kyrie Sane who have lost yeah. Yeah. they lost their their thing like okay like y'all giving me hit but like Oscar, it's crazy. Like, yeah, hmm. I, I just you can't do that, and then give them six and a half minutes and have it end on an intentional countout so they don't lose the belts. I think people nah. want, people care more about uh, you know Jay Uso than Oscar right now, <laughs> and he's still in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot they could do more, but I was I was a little bit upset last Monday. I didn't get uh, Crime Time. Coming back, you know. <laughs> that, like, that would have been cool. Yeah, you're right. That would have been cool. And then uh, I didn't get uh, John Morrison. He could have showed up with Melina. I mean, That's Johnny true. Nitro, whatever his name was back then. That's true. That's true. I'm just like, come on, y'all. You gotta give me <laughs> and then everybody was in the back, and I'm just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, uh, the 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 reunion cer- the reunion certainly had its moments, and I I had fun with it. I know that it was it, it was a fun show to watch. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking. We all figured the end would be the best, and it was. So, yeah. so I'm looking forward to the night just to see see what happens. You know, it was the nostalgia act last week, so I want to see once they get back to work. Mm-hmm. What you know, what they're giving me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I do. I do think AEW is giving a little bit too much. They need to back off. Like, give me some of that. Give me some of that that uh, allure and mystique that makes wrestling wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Everybody's too much on social media right now, telling me what they're doing, and you know, surprise me. You know, yeah. that's that's what I want. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100. percent have have crime time show up there, you know. Give me, give me, <laughs> give me right. something. All right, and, man. All right, uh, I'll let you go, I'm, uh, Reverend. <laughs> I'm gonna see you in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Wes. Bye. Take it easy. Well, uh, first of all, breaking news: it's on. Reverend Keith versus West. The challenge has been accepted. The first ever caller versus caller matchup. I don't know where we're gonna put it on. I don't know. I think I know somebody from MCW that's Maryland Championship Wrestling. I don't know. Something like that. Whoever wants to come down to Joppa, go ahead. It's where it's happening. All right. But no, just to, to kind of jump in on what on what the fellas said, we got SummerSlam coming up. 
You know, I, I have not seen Smackville yet. Sorry. That is on my list. I have so much that I'm backed up on that I have to watch that I got a lot of it done today. Got more of it to do. New Japan takes up a lot of time. Ask anybody. But as far as what we might see this evening in the near future, the build up to SummerSlam, I hear what people are saying about Trish as opposed to somebody else. I think that's, I like what Wes had to say about the women's tag team championships. Team up Trish with Lita, have them go after the titles. And here's another idea. Let's say you have them win the titles. Now, they don't have to successfully defend them, ever. But when you put the titles on two legends like that, and then have everyone try to come after them, it raises the profile of everyone. And that's, I've been trying to say this for weeks. I've been saying this for weeks. If someone gets their profile raised up, it doesn't take a win to do that. It doesn't take a title to do that. It just takes more TV time than you previously had. And now there are smart, there are smaller and smaller effective ways that WWE is doing that on every brand. Last NXT, Shane Thorne, who is what one half of what used to be TM61. He grabbed a headset from a commentator after the semifinal match of the NXT breakout tournament and said and cut a promo about how he was better on his worst day than any of these kids are on their best day. And we hadn't seen him do anything for months. And now he's back in the forefront of your minds. It doesn't take much. And as far as tonight, I know that there's, there's a couple things on the docket for this evening. I know that. And by this evening, of course, I mean Monday Night Raw. I believe we may or may not see an appearance from Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. Seth Rollins is going to face Dolph Ziggler. Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, they're going to have a Samoan Summit which I guess is kind of like a debate between Samoan guys. I don't, I don't know if a debate between Samoan guys can end without physical violence, um, but I, I feel like that's probably how it's going to go. Uh, I, you know, because those two are booked to face each other at SummerSlam. Now, some people did not care for that booking. I like it. Here's the reason why. Roman, has he was in the title picture for so long. Multiple-time champion, as a matter of fact. Main evented multiple WrestleManias. Had an amazing run. Great face character. Well, is he really a face? I don't know. No, I, I'm hey, I, I did a show where we I did a show where we talked about it recently. But he's booked as a face and it works for him. So I'll go with that. Great face character, great run. Samoa Joe has been in a bunch of title pictures. Won the US title one time, lost it to Ricochet after a real quick moment. But you have to remember. Roman Reigns getting a high-profile match against Samoa Joe makes more sense for characters and wrestlers of their ability than it would if Samoa Joe was going after the U.S. title against, say, Ricochet. Look, Ricochet's awesome. I love Ricochet. I was kind of upset that he lost it. Granted, it was to AJ Styles. But still... Ricochet, as far as the main roster is concerned, is still kind of sort of a new guy. Had a good, great run in NXT, wasn't too long, didn't need to be that long. If you watched him in New Japan, you know what he's capable of. If you watched him in Lucha Underground as Puma, you know what he's capable of. This guy has incredible talent, amazing ability, but you also have to remember, he's 31 or 32 years old. As far as main roster WWE guys go, he is not in the veteran category. 30 is about when you're supposed to break out in WWE on the main roster. So again, I wish him all the success in the world. I think he's doing awesome. But if Samoa Joe kept feuding with him for SummerSlam, does that really befit someone of Samoa Joe's level with his experience? Not really. Does it befit Roman Reigns? Not really. But Roman versus Joe, that fits the two of them especially with no titles on the line. Just two giant physical specimens that happen to be Samoan cats tearing each other up. Sounds good to me. 
But SummerSlam, here's my question for SummerSlam. How long is the card going to be? Whew. How long is the card going to be? I feel like it's going to be like an 11-match card or something. I feel like there's going to... It's nuts. All right, well, make sure you check out Pro-Am Belts, ProAmBelts.com. Follow them on Twitter at ProAmBelts. Put in the promo code TBT15OFF to get your own custom belt, just like we did at Turnbuckle Topics. When I come back, I will have Patricia from Those Wrestling Girls with me to talk about the current state of the WWE women's main roster. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free Get Upside Gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code DEAL for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code DEAL. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code DEAL. That's D-E-A-L. Baltimore's only radio station that covers national sports 24-7, 365 days a year. Baltimore CBS Sports Radio 1300. This is Top of the Room. Every Monday night from 6 to 7 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, give it up for the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome back. I will be joined in the near future by Patricia from those wrestling girls. If you haven't listened to them, give them a shout. They have a pretty good feel on what's happening in women's wrestling these days, especially in WWE. And there is a hashtag that it's not really making a comeback. It's more it just got reinvented. I'm sure you all remember a long time ago. Well, not terribly long ago, but in the near past, I'll put it that way. There was a hashtag called Give Divas a Chance when we referred to female wrestlers as divas. We do not do such anymore. They are superstars. And now there is another hashtag that's been circulating that is give WWE women a chance because they believe the opportunities haven't been there. They haven't gotten a lot of TV time. Somebody put up a post on Twitter where they showed the match last Tuesday between Charlotte and Ember Moon, and they put a clock up next to it and showed how long the whole women's segment was. And it was not terribly long. And the caption was simply, facepalm emoji, disgusting. Now, you know, cue the people calling me an apologist. I see where you're coming from. I do. I get it. The ladies have not gotten screen time lately. I totally, utterly understand that. However, they are in a good spot especially in WWE right now. The main roster has kind of been a little, eh, I'll give you that. Now, when it comes to WWE overall, the NXT women's division has been just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And no, it's not just because my favorite's the champ. It's because it's been that good. Io Shirai has turned heel, new music, new look, the black leather, just like Black Widow. Remember? Everyone remember Black Widow from Lucha Underground? Because I do. But I can yammer about this all day. I'm going to bring an expert in. What's happening, Patricia? Hi. Hi. It's good to hear from you again. Uh, Thank you. Crazy day, but I'm glad to be on. (laughs) All right. So I got to ask. I just kind of want you to give... Give your opinion, your feelings on this. The the give WWE women a chance hashtag 
has uh, I like I said I mentioned earlier I can't really say resurfaced because that's not what they did before but mm-hmm. this this movement has has come back as yeah. the ladies have not gotten quite the same screen time but I do want to make it clear this is for the main roster because yeah. if you watch NXT ain't no issues there if you watch yeah. NXT UK no issues there either so I'm I'm curious is is it really this bad do you really think it's gotten back to the point where it's this bad on the main roster? I do. I do. I do think we have moved forward. Um, you know, we're not using the word diva or anything in, in, the, in these hashtags anymore. But after the peak of WrestleMania, there's only been a focus on three or four women on the roster. And everyone else on the roster just kind of falls by the waistline. And they get these, like, storylines that are not developed, and they get these, like, short matches just to feed into the big storylines with either Becky or Bailey. So I think it's wor- it, it makes me feel worse now because it's like, okay, didn't we go through this already, WWE? Like, don't you understand what, what people want to see? Like, why do we still have to have this hashtag? And it seems like... Are they doing it in spite of us? <laughs> it was like we gave y'all women's main event in WrestleMania, so uh, I'm, that's it. I mean, I, I guess I hear where you're coming from, but at the same time, uh, I, I do have to say this. You got to be over enough to get screen time. And as much as I praise them for the women's main event, I think it was it was absolutely warranted. And here's one thing. I'll go one further. I don't buy the argument of it was time to do it. No, it had been time to do it. Oh, they, just, they just decided to do it at that point. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like – but what happened is Becky Lynch got ridiculously over. Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair has always been one of the most over women – ever since she came up or even in NXT, everything. And Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey was a worldwide superstar before she ever signed a WWE contract. And then she happened to come over. So there were a lot of pieces already in place for that one. So mm-hmm. as far as the three or four women, I hear what you're saying, but that to reiterate, you have to be over enough to get that spot. Now there are some women I think are talented enough and I really want to preach this difference there are plenty of women that are talented enough to get screen time but are they over enough to get screen time but how do you get over if you're not given screen time no i i I understand i understand i get you i i hear you i i think it's it's a we it's not a science it's an art uh i I think that's always how it's worked but for example they're going to give ember moon a shot Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they're going to give Ember Moon a shot. I've been a fan of Ember Moon for a long time, even before WWE when she was in Shimmer and all that good stuff. I've mm-hmm. been a fa- been a fan of hers for a long time. They're it's they're going to give they gave Natty the big rivalry against Becky. Now there was some backlash there. Yeah, there was some backlash that they gave it to Natty. Well, let's think about this. The other options were Alexa Bliss, who has gotten so many title shots, it's kind of ridiculous. Although I think she's a good enough heel where they're all warranted. Yeah, I agree. Secondly, you had Naomi, who is a lot more over than advertised. I will give you that. And she might be the best athlete in the company, period. I mean, it's it's effortless for her. Mm -hmm. And then they had Carmella who has gotten her share of screen time. Granted, it's not wrestling. Most of the time, it's in the 24-7 title stuff with R-Truth. But still, she's gotten her share of screen time. She had her run when she was a great, annoying heel SmackDown Women's Champion. She had that run not, not terribly long ago. And then they have Natty, who, based on longevity, based on experience, based on paying their dues, she was the most deserving woman in there, 100%. But people didn't care for it because she hasn't been terribly exciting to some people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we live in a very definite world in wrestling, as you and Krista pointed out in your whole episode about wrestling Twitter, is it's definite. Things are definite. Hey, remember that one time Natty was boring? That means yeah. she, th- that means she's always boring now. And no, it doesn't. Now I pointed out in my last show, incorrectly I may add, because I did my own research, that we'd never seen Natty sort of have this flip-out type promo before. Now, that's not true. She has done this before. Yeah. But I, I'm just, it just bothers me 
that people won't uh, how can you use the hashtag give them a chance and then they put a woman who hasn't been in this spot yep. in this spot and, and everyone then, trashes it yeah and then we mad that she's there so what is if there is a message to convey in this weird formula for how to get over and everything mm-hmm. i'm curious as to your opinion what should you know if you had to give a fan advice on what attitude to have about this mm-hmm. i'm curious what would that advice be i would tell them to be patient because i do i see i see a, you know everything is cyclical with wwe so it's like raws really really bad for three four months and there's like a month of good raws and then it gets bad again so we have new people creatively back there. So I say be patient. I think after SummerSlam is going to be like a whole shift. I think that's when we're going to see like a lot of, you know, like the Liv Morgans and, you know, those sort of people like come up more in the spotlight. So mm-hmm. I say just be patient because, I mean, look, we got Bailey as champion right now. Um, Ember Moon's in the title picture. You know, things are happening. You know, like, this, this is pretty cool. We could have had another, like, they could have thrown Charlotte Flair in that as a triple threat. Like, so just be patient and keep expressing how much you want women to have more and also appreciate what they are doing because it's like, like you said, Natty is someone is like, what you would think would make wrestling sort of happy. Someone who's well-deserving, someone who's been there for a minute for a while, someone who knows what they're doing inside of the ring, who hasn't had that many title opportunities that can actually put on a good match with Becky because they have chemistry as they, you know, work together for a long time, even before WWE. Appreciate it. Let's, <laughs> let's, enter- yeah, let's entertain that and be like, okay, this is good. All right, let's good and see where that goes. So then maybe another person gets like, you know, slid into the um, title picture that, you know, we weren't expecting. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you. I agree. I think um, also I'm, I'm kind of glad that the reaction to certain things like what happened, you know, last week when Liv Morgan called out Charlotte and then, mm-hmm. you know, Charlotte beat her. And it was one of the best in recent and, and by recent, I mean, very, very recent. Yeah, <laughs> very, very recent booking of it covered every base. Charlotte's back. She dominated somebody. Liv Morgan got to cut her little promo that said, when I yeah. come back, I'm going to be real. She got her screen time because of it. She got mic time because of it. And all of the bases were covered. So I agree with you. I think you'll see Liv Morgan come out. I'm very curious what's going to happen when a certain Ruby Riot comes back from injury. Ooh, I can't wait. I I just think there there are women waiting in the wings for this. Yeah, and I think that they're planning for I think that we need to be patient. I think, especially with SmackDown starting in the like I think they're really planning on something big for the women's division like I just have that feeling like I think they're planting little seeds yeah uh, and I say like let's just keep watching with like an open mind because I, I do so good for the future let's keep that hashtag going though but yeah <laughs> yeah no I I hear you I like uh I I have to say I've been impressed so far with a certain Mr. Heyman but uh you know you got to see how you do over the long haul uh, yep. on on Mondays. So I think that's I, I just I've been saying this for years. I just want to see WWE realize that on Mondays you have three hours. Ooh. Like just realize that. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. you got a lot yeah. of TV time, man. You can you throw really a do. few things in there that people might not expect and we won't be too upset. Exactly. So I, I, I Especially understand with the this. women. Well, it, and I remember there was a Raw, uh, like maybe last year, where they were doing gauntlet matches, where there was a whole hour of women matches. Yes. And I was like, okay, why can't that happen more often? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. No, I agree. I, I wouldn't mind seeing things like that more often. But the, the one thing I do want to, I, I want to say I'm very happy about with you and the way that you talk about how the division should work. Well, actually, you and Krista on your show is you. You'd like to see the women get more opportunities, but it's not women for the sake of women. No, it's not. Don't throw them out there if it's going to be bad, just for the sake exactly. of throwing them out there. And I, I appreciate that. Because trust me, I've listened to a few other shows where they don't care if it's good or not. <laughs> they just want them oh, yeah. out there for the sake of them being out there. And oh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, but you're not going to pull that big of a gate if you give me Alicia Fox versus, you know, Mandy Rose. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But you're not yeah. going to pull a big gate with that one. You need somebody no. to get people in the door. So mm-hmm. I, I have one more question for you before I let you go. With AEW working its way up. 
and their women's division looking like it's in a very interesting spot, uh, especially since the biggest women's match they've had so far, uh, at least as far as star power and storyline and what it meant to everything, was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. I'll be honest. It was pretty bad. I'm sorry, which one? It, well, when when Brandy Rhodes attempted oh, to Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm curious about this. If WWE can't get its feet under it with the women's division in the next couple months and AEW comes in, should they take advantage of that opening? Because uh, oh. I'll be honest, male roster versus male roster, AEW has no shot. I don't care mm-hmm. how big a fan base the elite has. You, yeah. you have no chance. But in the women's division, I feel like you might have a shot. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I just wanted to hear you say, should they jump in on that if they can? So I think they I, I they, def- they definitely should. Yeah. They definitely should because then you'll have all these women wrestling fans like looking forward to Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. That works. I mean, you already got them looking forward to Wednesday for NXT anyway. Mm-hmm. So yep. sure. All right. Well, Patricia, thanks for coming on. It's always thanks fun. for having me. Yep. I'll have you on soon. I'll be in touch. Take it easy. Okay. Bye. Patricia Rogers from those wrestling girls. Always fun. So, like I said with the women here, let's let's talk about this. Becky and Natty, and I went into it last week. Uh, it's it's gonna be fine. Okay? It's gonna be okay. Give it time. As Patricia said, be patient. Give it time. Thankfully, there is a big pay-per-view gap. Because remember, this week's Raw and SmackDown, tonight's Raw and tomorrow's SmackDown, are not the go-home shows. That is next week. That makes me think I might have to have my buddies from Go Home Wrestling on for the go-home shows. I feel that works rather poetically. But, now remember, as much fun as you have listening to my show, I, I, I have to remind you guys of this. But it's not just me in my network, okay? It's not. Because this week on the Turnbuckle Topics Network, of course we have this. But then tomorrow we have the Champions Advantage podcast. They are booking the WWE G1 Climax. Yes, Mike and Tony made up their own WWE G1 and they are going to book it. Then, bearded Chris Panero, beard face, the beard, the bearded master, I could go on all day, is doing the beard's top 10 active tag teams again from last week. If you missed it, check up on it. And then, Linz and Ron Musto Jr. are doing Why We Need Evolution 2. That's right, a second all-women's pay-per-view and why we need it. That is this week on the Turnbuckle Topics Network. Please check them all out. Listen to me and my peeps. We're good people, I promise. Now, as far as what we might see tonight, I'll go back into tonight real quick. Because they didn't preview much. All they previewed was Ziggler versus Rollins and the Samoan Summit between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Other than that, I don't really know, but I like to speculate. I'd like to see The Fiend again because I'm a fan. I'd like to see that. I'd actually be very curious to see maybe a an appearance. Uh, just give Becky Lynch a random match, okay? I know she's feuding with Natty, but and has anybody noticed that they're doing this again? They're doing what they used to do in the Attitude Era again, is two people would be feuding, but then they would be booked to have matches against people they're not feuding with. And then if they wanted to do storyline stuff, they would have them come out and do it. But normally they just wrestle matches and get get both they both get over leading up to the show. And they might not even touch each other. They might not even say anything. The lack of overkill is a good thing. It's a good thing. Also, last reminder real quick. Before I get out of here, night 11 of the G1 is at 5.30 a.m. on Tuesday, but please do it on your own time. Okada is facing Lance Archer. Tanahashi is facing Evil. Ibushi is facing Bad Luck Fale. Osprey is facing Zack Sabre Jr. And Kenta is facing Sonata on night 11 of the G1. 
That's it for me. Thank you. Thanks to Patricia. Thanks to RJ. Thanks for Wes and Keith who are going to face off at some point. I'm out of here. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ AM Baltimore, WJZ FM HD3, Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Towson University Sports and live sports talk around the clock.